therapeutic communication. Um, in communication, the client response or the way you communicate with them are mainstay of the local boards, be it the inkless or other testing medium. The psychosocial focus has been on central thread throughout all of the clinical areas, whether it's medical surgical, whether it's pediatrics, whether it is pharmacology, whether it is uh, OBGYN or psychiatrist, the focus has been on how can we create an enabling environment where we can interact with our patient and the patient will feel better, they will feel good during this interaction. So this all bowed down towards the communication methodology we're going to use to carry on this interaction. So it, it could be effective communication, which is the key to establishing a therapeutic relationship. If you cannot communicate effectively in the hospital or in the clinical setting, to provide therapeutic um, relationship with a client, it becomes difficult. To provide patient therapy that, that is needed, we must be able to like, put in the best method to communicate fluently. So we'll look at some bullet points. We'll look at some important points about communication, and we'll look at them from... Uh, from every point to see how can we communicate effectively with our clients who we are dealing with in the hospital. So we'll, we'll look at five principles in, in answering therapeutic questions on the endless. Now, the first one is, we'll look at responses that are focused on clients' feelings. That's the first one. We'll look at responses, responses, Responses that are focused that are focused on clients' feelings. Now, these responses are just focused on how the client going to feel when we are having therapeutic relationship with the or when we are building partnership with our client. Now. Most clients at some time find it difficult to express their feelings. Uh, whether they have terminal illness or they have a scheduled surgery or they are pregnant, it is somehow just difficult to express themselves, mostly if it is their first encounter with the healthcare provider or, or the health practitioner. Any nursing response that elicits these feelings will be therapeutic. Any form of nursing response or response that the, that, that the nurse will initiate that will dig out what on the patient's mind is therapeutic. That's why the nurse does not want to ask a yes or no question. The nurse always wants to ask a question that will dig out the patient's mind that will bring out something in the patient's mind that the patient would need to give a lot to the nurse about what is on their mind. So that's why it is important to elicit the patient's view, to get more information about the patient, what the patient has on their mind, to start to build a rapport with the patient. Now, listening. We listen and attend to those clients' clues or the cues that they're going to give us. So we'll look at the first example on here. Now, this example here, 
um, we'll look at a one. Let's look at a case scenario. This scenario says a 20 years old college student is admitted to the medical ward because of sudden onset of paralysis of the both legs. This student called Nikki reveals that the boyfriend has pressure has been pressuring her to engage in premarital sex. Now, the most therapeutic response by the nurse is A. I can refer you to a spiritual counselor if you like. B says you should not allow anyone to pressure you into sex. C says it sounds like this problem is related to your to your own paralysis. And D says, how do you feel about being pressured into sex by your boyfriend? Now, so there are things here I want for to analyze about this particular first five question. The first five responses. Number one talks about the client's feeling. This focus on the client's feelings. Now, under here, a college student is telling a nurse something. She has told a nurse that uh, she is 20 years old and she's admitted on the medical ward because of sudden onset of, par of paralysis of her both legs. She revealed that her boyfriend has been pressurizing her to engage into premarital sex, which she does not give into. Now, what response from the nurse would be therapeutic in this case? Now, the response one says, I can refer to you to, I can refer you to a spiritual counselor if you like. Two says, you should not allow anyone to pressure you into your life, into sex. C says, it sounds like this problem is related to your paralysis. And D says, how do you feel about being pressured into sex by your boyfriend? Now, now, what's our correct answer there? Okay, someone said C, someone said D. Now, now, okay, now, let, let's look at it from this point. Um, this For this question, the correct answer is D. D says, how do you feel about being pressured into sex um, by your boyfriend? Now, remember we talked about, we said, we said the first type of question, that comes in therapeutic communication is about one it focuses on the client response on the client feelings that's the focus now and we say focus on the client feelings clients come to the hospital with different problems on their mind but they cannot speak it out or they cannot speak those problems or because they do not have that rapport with the with the clinician so how do we get that is we elicit the client mind so any question that will bring out what the on the client mind, anything that will put out the client inner feelings, the client inner the client intuition, the client or the client mind, what will put that mind out from the client body is what we are looking for. Now, this is how do you feel about being pressured into having sex with your boyfriend? Now we want to know. This client has this client lower limbs have been paralyzed. 
what happened it got parallel what did it lead to our concern is we want to dig out the correlation between the limbs paralysis to the client being pressured into sex by her boyfriend what happened in there so the only way we can dig out a lot of information about this scenario is by asking therapeutic questions that will bring out a lot in this client mind so that question would be how do you feel about being pressured into sex with your boyfriend now this statement focuses on the expression of the client feelings and is therapeutic a for a a says i can refer you to a spiritual counselor this does not address the client's concern now it is not trapped because the nurse passes it's not really over to another person now you do not want to pick questions that does not address the client's concern anything that delays the client concern that cannot address the client concern interrupt communication it is not to be included in our answering for the endless in communication questions in the endless we are looking for questions or answer or option that will address the client particular concern at the point in time not to delay it not to send it to somebody else or do a referral no that's now one interrupted communication now b says b is giving advice b says you should not allow now you should not allow anyone to what to pressure you into sex that is an advice in counseling in public communication we do not give advice we give the client options we give the client alternative so any question in the English about public communication that how do we give me advice we should avoid that in our English we do not bow to such question or such option in the English C says it is not also therapeutic C is not therapeutic because C says um option C so option C says um it is not happening because it confronts the online cause C say it sounds like this problem is related to your paralysis now it is not what the client wants to hear so D becomes the correct answer C gave the nurse's opinion we do not take opinion to our client when our client having this problem and telling us interrupted communication we do not take opinion to them now so you will find question in the end class all the question about communication comes in five different ways there is one of the ways in which the end class will bring question about therapeutic communication today just the first way the first way is the responses that focus on the client feeling that's number one so you answer question that will focus on the client feeling that's number one number two number two says there are responses that are honest and direct two says we need direct and honest responses two responses should be honest and direct now let's talk about what what we call veracity in the endless saying the truth now you do not want to give the client false assurance wording that are not real wording that are not accurate or info that are not accurate you do away with these things when it comes to the ankle let's see this 
It is important that a nurse is honest with her responses to encourage the trust and build a therapeutic relationship. Honesty will support a trustful and a firm therapeutic rapport with the client. When the client, what's when, when it comes to mental illness? In psychiatry, you do not want to tell the client what you cannot do for the client. Take for example, you work at a mental hospital and you've worked the whole day. After working the whole day, you're about to leave the hospital. And the client says, okay, Daniel, excuse me, when you get me tomorrow, when you come back tomorrow in the morning, please get me a car. I need a Lamborghini. Okay, I'm going to get you one. And you leave. Thinking that you are sitting in a joke, you leave the hospital, you went home. The next day, you came back to work. When you got to work, you forgotten that you promised a client that you will get them a Lamborghini. Which, in reality, you cannot get anybody from the street just Lamborghini. If you can afford it, even if you can afford it, you, can get, you just can't get it for anybody. But because you've, the client told you to do something and you agree to doing it, that has been a rapport. So that has questioned your honesty to the client. So you're not honest in that case. So in this case, let's look at the example over here. An old woman was brought for evaluation due to hospital due to the hospital for evaluation um, due to increasing forgetfulness and limitations in daily function. She says to the nurse who offers her breakfast, Oh no, I will wait for my husband. We will eat together. The therapeutic response by the nurse is A. Your husband is dead. Let me serve you your breakfast. B says, I have told you several times that he is dead. It's time to eat. C says, you are going to have a wait. You are, you are going to have to wait for a long time. And D says, what about you? What made you say that your husband is alive? I go over the question. The question says, an old woman was brought for evaluation to the hospital due to increasing forgetfulness and limitations in daily function. She says to the nurse who offers her breakfast, Oh no, I will wait for my husband. He will eat, will eat together. That is the statement the normal is saying. So what response is therapeutic among the following options? A says, your husband is dead. Let me serve the breakfast. B says, Can you put a phone mute, please? B says, I have told you several times that he is dead. It's time to eat. And C says, you are going to have a wait. You are going to have to wait a long time. And D says, what made you say that your husband is alive? So what could be a correct answer in there? Now, someone says A. Someone says B. Okay. C sounds a C. Now. A says, your husband is dead. Let me serve you your breakfast. B says, B says, I have told you several times that he is dead. 
it's time to eat. And C says, you are going to have to wait a long time. D says, what made you say that your husband is alive? Okay. Now, now in this question, let's put our phone back on mute. In this question, our correct answer is A. It is our correct answer. Now, the correct option is A. Since the client has signs of dementia, this client has signs of dementia, forgetfulness. Now, the client got to be reminded about the reality, no matter how tedious. If she comes back 10 times, she should be reminded 10 times. If she comes back 100 times, she must be reminded 100 times. That's the rule for dementia. One, the client has dementia, she should be reoriented to reality and be focused on their on, on here and now. Now, so that's option A. So because option A talks about your husband is dead. Let me serve you your breakfast. That was simple and honest because second responses says responses should be honest and direct. There was nothing like bending the rules into offensive. Your husband is dead. Let me serve your breakfast. That was not harsh. It was honest. It was simple and it was direct. In that case, now, now, so B says B is not helpful approach because the short-term memory of the client. This client has a short-term memory, so B is not helpful. I have told you several times that he is dead. It's time to eat. Tell the client one hundred times. It will still not change the client memory because dementia is a memory loss. Short-term memory loss is in dementia. So the client can be told 10 times. They will still come back 10 times to ask for the same thing. So B is not helpful. C says, C indicates a pompous response. You are going to have to wait a long time. That is arrogance. That is completely off track. It is not therapeutic. Oh, since you say your husband is coming to eat with you, okay, you can wait. That's, uh, those are the responses nurses make in the hospital, in the nursing home. Okay, you wait, for, wait for a long time. So, so I'm not being, not, let's be frank, let's be real. Those are what, those are the kind of responses that nurses can make in the hospital, which is wrong. It is not therapeutic. Now, then we have another one. D says, Option D is cognitive limitation of the client. Of the client makes the client incapable of giving explanation. What may you now? What question is you are putting? It, it sounds so defensive. It put the client on the wall. Like, give me a defense statement. That what 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 made you say your husband is alive? Now, in that case, it is not therapeutic, so we cannot focus on such a question. So our correct answer is A, because the client has... Now, I want you to read the question and know exactly what you are looking for in the question. Take for example, the question says an old woman was brought for evaluation due to hospital or to the hospital due to increasing forgetfulness. Now, every question you're going to see in the end class, there is a correlation between the question and the option that 
that is the correct option among the full option or this level that I apply option. There is a link between your correct answer and that of the question. This lady has increasing forgetfulness. That's the chief complaint. She was brought to the unit because she has limitations in daily function and she has increasing memory loss. So in that case, our question is focused on something in here. It's dementia. So in this case, the answer A has a direct link to the question because dementia patients should be reoriented as many times as possible to keep them on track. That's the, most, that's, that, 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 that's the second uh, form of response that's going to come in the endless therapeutic communication. The third one says, responses that, are, that involve active listening. The third one is, the endless will want you to give responses that are involved in active listening. Responses involved in active listening. Now, what are these responses? Under here, you encourage the client to talk through verbal and non-verbal technique is supportive and serve to further the relationship. The client will use both verbal and non-verbal non communication. Many at times, we use more non-verbal than verbal communication in our lifetime. Now, when I'm talking, moving my hands around, I'm using non-verbal clue. When I'm talking, shaking my head, my eyes, and other things, those are non-verbal clues. So, in our daily life, we use more non-verbal communication compared to verbal communication. We use almost like 75% non-verbal and we have just like 25% verbal communication through our life. Because every time we talk, our body language will go along with what, what we're saying. Every time we move our body with, with, with other words, our body will speak for the word that we are uttering. So this is how it looks like. Now, let's look at a question here. This question states, the nurse observed a client pacing in the hall. Which statement by the nurse may help the client recognize his anxiety? I repeat the question. The nurse observed a client pacing in the hall. Which statement by the nurse may help the client recognize his anxiety? A. I guess you are worried about something. Aren't you? B says, can I, uh, B says, can I get you some medication to help calm you? C says, have you been pacing for a long time? D says, I noticed that you are pacing. How are you feeling? So which of these questions help the client to recognize his anxiety? Someone says D. Okay, D. Okay. Is there any contrary view beside D? No, D is the answer. Okay. So D is the answer, right? Now, why? Because D in D, D, D is the answer. By acknowledging and observe by acknowledging the client's observed behavior and asking the client to express his feelings, the nurse can best assist the client to become aware. Of his or her of, of, of his or her anxiety, just by asking the client and observing the client, the nurse is able to help the client to recognize what the client is going through. Option A, the nurse is 
offering an interpretation that may or may not be accurate i guess you are worried i guess you are worried that it may or might not be accurate it is not therapeutic option b says the nurse is intervening before accurately assessing the problems you cannot intervene before assess assessment come before intervention in the nursing process so you, so you must assess the client before you can what, carry on intervention option c also says c which is which also encourages a yes or no respond avoid using on the client anxiety so you do not want to ask the client asking to get a yes or no question because we want to always elicit what the client is saying so that is the third kind of communication communication that that you, you're going to see in your in class in every form of communication the fourth one says we look at responses that indicate acceptance of the client we look at responses that indicate acceptance of the client we look at responses that indicate client acceptance responses responses that indicate client acceptance now what are those responses now under here you accept the client whatever or how he is how he is regard of the client condition and the client verbalizations additionally you will not want to reject the client even if you could not condone or accept their behavior in this case we will always want to accept the client no matter what they are or where they are in this case so in that so in such a case we give the client what we call unconditional positive regard you can be a criminal you can be a robber once we meet we do nursing business we are done i don't consider to be a criminal when you appear to me on the wall as my client, I take you as my client and work with you as my client. I do not judge you by what you come from outside because I'm I am a professional. So in this case, that is why we say we accept the clients according to how the client is. Let's look at an example under here. One here says, um, this talks about a male client tells the nurse he was involved in a car accident while he was intoxicated. What would be the most therapeutic response from the nurse? I repeat the question. A male client tells the nurse he was involved in a car accident while he was intoxicated. What would be the most therapeutic response from the nurse? A says, why didn't you get someone else to drive you? B says, tell me how you feel about the accident. C says, you should know better than to drink and drive. And D says, I recommend that you attend an alcoholic anonymous meeting. Which one is the correct answer? B. B. Someone says B. Who else has contrary answer to B? A talks about why didn't you get someone else to drive? 
Okay, someone says A. Now, now the answer one says, why didn't you get someone else to drive you since you were drunk? B says, tell me how you feel about the accident. C says, you should know better than to drink and drive. D says, I recommend that you attend an alcoholic anonymous meeting. Now, now under here, choosing option A will make the client feel defensive and intimidated. Option C is judgmental. We do not use judgmental approaches in therapy communication. Option D is about giving advice and hear. The nurse suggests that the client is not capable of making decisions, thus fostering dependency. So for this question, B is the correct answer. Because B says, tell me how you feel about the accident. Now, we focus on the client as an individual. We do not judge the client because he was an alcoholic. We want to focus on the client problem. Now, it is important that we mark this thing now because the endless, all the endless questions come in these five ways. All the endless therapeutic questions come in one of these five ways. You do not render judgment in any case scenario. Something we call transference and cannot transfer in nursing. If you do that, you are like doing transference from the nurse or from the, from the nurse to the from the client to the nurse of the nurse to the client is kind of transference. The nurse saw the client, and the nurse decided to draw the client. Okay, so like you are you are on the on the hospital wall, and the client was brought to you, who got shot because he was found burglarizing someone's car, and your car was burglarized weeks ago. So because of this memory of your car being burglarized as a nurse. So you have a nurse, you have a client on your wall who burglarized a car. So instead of helping this client to treat them, now you say, okay, these are the same guys who burglarized my car. So in matter of fact, I'm going to treat him. I'm, I'm, I'm going to deal with him. Now in this case, that is counter-transferring. The nurse is using her personal past experience to render judgment on the client that is under her care. If the client comes to the wall and saw somebody who looks alike, to someone out there who harmed the client and the client does not take the treatment or the client cannot take the treatment on that nurse, then the client is going through transference. So from the client to the nurse is transference, from the nurse to the client is counter transference. We do not want to use any of these things in the healthcare setting. Now, then we look at the last response. The last response says, responses that pick up or relate to the client's clues. Responses that pick up, that pick up or relate to the client cues. Now, these are responses that are very important cues, which is essential for therapeutic technique if the nurse is to focus on the client and maintain a goal-focused interaction. If we, want to, if, if we want to instill a goal-focused interaction, our responses should pick up 
that that we do it should be in this fraction now let's see a question under here a newly admitted client diagnosed with OCD which is obsessive compulsive disorder watches hands continually this behavior prevents unit activities attendance which nursing statement best addresses this situation i repeat the question a newly admitted client diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder ocd watches hands continually this behavior prevents unit activities attendance which nursing statement best addresses this situation a says Everyone diagnosed with OCD needs to control their ritualistic behavior. B says, it is important for you to discontinue these ritualistic behaviors. C says, why are you asking for help if you won't participate in this unit therapy? And D says, let's figure out a way for you to attend unit activities and still wash your hands. So we say B, we say D. Now, under here, now the most important statement by the nurse is D. Let's figure out. Now, because guess what? This client is having OCD. This client keeps washing his hand. He's not watching it because he wants to, but his neurochemicals are imbalanced. Tell him that his hands are not clean, his hands are filthy, and the hands need to be clean. That's why he's washing his hand. It's like you lock your door, and something keeps telling that your door is not locked. Every two minutes, you walk to the door and look at the door, you check the door, the door is locked, you come back on your bed. Go back to your door, after two minutes, come back. That is OCD. Your neurochemicals are imbalanced. They keep telling that your door is open. Criminal going to come in your house. Go check your door. Check it and come back. Now, that's how those with OCD, OCD, that's how they behave. So, in this case, the client is not doing these things because he or she wants to do, but because of the neurochemicals imbalances. Now, in this case, our correct answer is D. Let's figure out the way for you to attend the unit activities and still wash your hands. Because our goal is to what? To attend the activities which is therapeutic and this client kept washing his hand over and over so this statement reflect therapeutic communication techniques of formulating a plan of action so it has been planned that you go to the therapy while you're there participating and still washing your hands so in this case that's our correct answer now so and I have a yeah Now, that reminder would not help. It would not help because what if, what if, what if you left your baby? You remember, let's look, agree that you are normal, right? You, you, your chemicals are all correct, they are all good. And now you left your baby in the house. And then you were going out to a program or to a function. And uh, I said to you that, uh, oh, yes, Genta, your baby is at the function. And you knowing fully well that, that the baby is not at the function, the baby is left home. What will you tell me? Even if I said, 
let's go the baby is at the function and you your mind said the baby is at, at, at the house what will you do you'll go back at the house right now so no matter how I convince you that the baby is not at the house but you left your baby indoor and like the door and left out so you have to go back and check now unfortunately for those with mental illness their neurochemicals are not balanced so we cannot correct those symptoms by common sense they will not be corrected we're ready for ocd now in ocd is different in dementia it is different now ocd linked with psychosis and other mental illness or mental illnesses now dementia linked with other mental illnesses that are not psychotic but sometimes they might show some psychotic symptoms but they, they will not fall under psychotic symptoms until they reach the the definition for psychosis take for example a client who is having visual hallucination due to imbalance in, the, in that client neurochemicals the client cannot be corrected by common saying the client hallucination will only be corrected by medication or the client having delusion that delusion will not be corrected by simple words or by logic but rather by what by medication a client who is having dementia we can keep correcting them by logic it is therapeutic but they will keep forgetting because dementia at a certain stage it is not curable it does not uh, get cured all we do is, is like what we provide means to slow down the disease progression now in mental con uh, in, in 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 message question that is in in normal medical conditions like in a client a mother who had a surgery a client who has diabetes mellitus a client who has adh condition a client who has thyroid condition now those clients they are normal they are in the other due to other conditions. now those clients are the ones we can correct their mistakes by reality and they will accept it but clients who fall on us mental illnesses or mental illness continuum those clients we do not correct them by what by logic so that's what happened in the case in the case 